Defense Devotional Diamonds of the Day, also known as DDDs, where my daily devotions become some of our spiritual reflections. Sound effects placed throughout the show, which have nothing to do with life, but they do contain all the answers to all the questions in Jeopardy. There you go. The review of the goofy news, which proves Jesus is coming back sooner than you think. Give no authority in your heart or mind to false prophets ever. Life lessons for our faith that we could actually use probably won't if we sit on our blessed assurance humor that will force you to think, why does this guy have a radio show? Well, if not me, who? And if not now, when? That makes no sense at all. Also, Bible trivia for fake and yet somehow real cool prizes, your phone calls, and more. seconds. Wowzer. Get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio. Here is the key to the show. We don't know what we're doing. We have no idea what's going to happen, and we don't care. After all, it's Friday, so we really don't care. Uh, I just want to take the next few minutes, though, and I want to talk about faith with you. We're asking questions about living life as a Christian, okay? What do you get when you add untrustworthy governments, biased media, and manipulative social media, my friends, you get the end times or now. And that's the things that we talk about as well. If you have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, we want you to have that opportunity to share with us. Maybe you've got a praise report. I've got several. Maybe you've got prayer requests. I got several. Maybe you got something you just want to ask about because you have questions about life. I've got a multitude of those kind of questions in my mind. Here's the bottom line. You can reach out to us. Our goal is to encourage one another, strengthen one another, bless one another as we see the day of the return of Jesus Christ getting closer and closer and closer and closer and closer and closer. All right, here's the bottom line. You can reach out to us a couple of different ways. If you have a kite with a really high string, you can type uh, some kind of note on it, use it as the tail, and then float that in the wind. We won't see it, but you can still do it. You can reach out to us by phone, 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. Now watch this. When you make that phone call, oh my, oh my, you call 972-445-0770. You will end up talking to mighty Gabriel. Let me tell you what that's like, friends. That's like getting free time in a massage chair. Oh, yeah. And then you will fly. Awesome. 
awesomeness, awesome sauce. You can also, by the way, text us 214-210-8483 during the show. That's 214-210-8483. You can send an email, david at he must org. I got to give you some updates that are, uh, that are just going to blow your mind, but that's david at he must org. And that, uh, that email is working as of 30 minutes ago. <laughs> and why is that, Dave? Well, because I'm going to send you to the website, but listen to this. There's a whole bunch I got to tell you, and I have to tell you a bunch of different times so everybody knows what's going on. We have launched the new website. Now, slow down. If you have he must increase.org bookmarked, or if you have discoveroneanother.org bookmarked, you will still go to the old site. We're not taking the old site down. Some people like it. Leave it there, Dave. We like it. It's kind of comfortable. Not a problem. We're not going to take it down. However, we are doing all our forward thinking and forward information on the new site. So if you want to operate in the new site, you have to delete your bookmark, not a biggie, and just type in he must increase.org and you will get to the new website. And when we have another opportunity, like on the other side of this, sending you to the site, we will tell you that there are five new items on the website that have not been there before. Actually, four. Four new things on the website. Actually, three and a half. Three and a half new things on the website that have never been there before. But the other thing I need to tell you is we have had the lowest month of giving we've had in a long time. And so I'm going to just I'm just going to be that guy that says, look, we love this ministry. We love doing this ministry with you. But we have to be able to pay the bills. I have to have enough gas to get backwards and forwards. If I can't pay for my car payment, guess what? I'm not going to have a car to be able to make it. So check it out. Go to the website. If you like the old site, just stay there. If you want to check out the new site, type in he must increase.org in your little address bar. You'll check it out. You'll see what's going on. I'll share some of the features. In the meantime, go to he must increase.org. Prayer request? He must increase.org. Praise report? He must increase.org. Looking to give to this ministry? He must increase.org. Confused by what's happening right now? He must increase.org. He must increase.org. <laughs> So good. All right. Anyway, uh, see, all the answers to Jeopardy were in that. So if you didn't listen, you missed it. That's all I'm going to tell you. All right. Lots of new features, like I said, on the website. We are going to open with prayer. I'm going to pray over my daughter and my son-in-law and the, the our, our new baby granddaughter. And uh, her name is She Who Has No Name. <laughs> no, that's her name. Why? Because they haven't named her yet. And this is. Part of the family process with Jared and Julianne is they have to have the child first, then they name the child. And, you know, I'm not going to argue with them yet. Here's the bottom line. I want to pray for them and just uh, appreciate you guys and all your prayers. The baby is doing great. We had a chance to do some video look, uh, chatting with the baby, or not with the baby, with Jared. And Julianne is a wreck. <laughs> she's tired. She's only had two hours of sleep in the last three days. So she's sleeping, sleeping, sleeping. But the baby looks great. Everything looks great. Everything's fantastic. They're very excited. Let's pray over them. And I just want to thank you for joining me in this process. Let's do it. Father, we come before you right now. We thank you and praise you for life. We thank you and praise you for grace and mercy and kindness. And you are a God of life.
And even when things get discouraging, Lord, you bring hope when we do not see where it can come from. And we just want to thank you for Julianne and Jared and their excellent example of faith. A witness to me as their parent on how strong their faith really is. And how many, many people have strong, committed faith to you. There are 7,000 people that have not bowed to the knee of Baal. And that's what Elijah said. you said to Elijah. How awesome that these people have such great faith and they demonstrate and they, they're examples of it. And in the midst of everything, they praise you and they move forward. And may each one of us take that as a lesson on how to approach the kingdom. We praise you and thank you for life and for grace and mercy and everything you're doing in all of our lives. We pray in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Okie dokie, artichokey. So much stuff to do. I just like, let's get into this. This is an amazing element we're going to get into. And this is in the book of Hebrews. And then there's going to be a super unique teaching coming up on the other hour. Here is what it says in the book of Hebrews. I do want you to get ready. We're talking about the superior covenant. We've been talking about that for a little while. And I just want to make sure everybody understands where we're coming from and what's going on. In Hebrews chapter 8 and in verse 7 it says, For it, for if that first covenant had been faultless, there would have been no occasion for a second covenant. But finding fault with his people, God says, See the days are coming, says the Lord, where I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. Not like the covenant I made with their ancestors on the day I took them by the hand or led them out of the land of Egypt. I show I showed no concern for them, says the Lord, because they did not continue in my covenant. For this is the covenant I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, says the Lord, I will put my laws into their minds and write them on their hearts. And I will be their God and they will be my people. Let's just understand really what's being uh, declared right off the bat. He says in verse 7, the author of Hebrews writes, for if that first covenant had been faultless, there had been no occasion for the second, but finding fault with his people. In other words, a covenant is an agreement, a contract, a treaty, something that is agreed upon between two parties, so to speak. And throughout the Bible, there are covenants. There are primary, the primary covenant is the old covenant. Covenant, the Old Testament, the Old Agreement, and the New Covenant, the New Testament, and the New Agreement. Now, some covenants have come to an end. What does that mean? The covenant that God made with Abraham came to an end when Adam sinned. That's the Adamic covenant. The covenants that continue today, the Noahic covenant. When it rains, there's a rainbow. That covenant continues today. There's not just two covenants, there's multiple covenants, and they overlap one another, just for those theologians who are trying to figure it out. That's a big part of things to understand that. In the Mosaic covenant, the old covenant, the law covenant, you have that on on one side, major side, and then you have in Jesus, the grace covenant, which is the new covenant. The reason that the old covenant came to an end is because the people couldn't hold it together. The new covenant will never come to an end because it's based on Jesus and he never comes to an end 
and never fails to fulfill his part. So we'll take our break there, we'll come back, and we'll look at some aspect of the new covenant that I promise you, you, may, you most likely have never heard before. That, that's right. That's a bold statement for a Jewish guy to make. We'll take our break and come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon experience? So you know what David did? He asked God again. And how did God answer? He answered him. God didn't go, you asked me twice. (laughs) Strike you with lightning. Strike you with lightning. It's like, that's not how this works. So the scripture says in 1 Samuel 23, 4, go check out your Bible. Once again, David inquired of the Lord and the Lord answered him. It's like, go, 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 go do your thing. Go, 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 go. It's okay to inquire more than once, even if there's an answer that you've got, because sometimes we look for reassurance and clarity and for comfort and from eliminating hearing mistakes. We're not trying to irritate God. We're not trying to fight against his will. We're not trying to be uh, disobedient. The Lord knows that. See, I think what happens is we'll do something. It'll be sincere action. Then somebody else may hear about it or you mention somebody and the way they interpret it is different than the way God interprets it. When I come before the Lord and he says, go do this, and I come before the Lord again and do one of those, are you sure? (laughs) You know, kind of thing. That's not me trying to be bad. And this is the same kind of thing that happens when you get into the, the, the people that, that, uh, you know, one group in Christianity is like, you know, you can't, you, you can't ask for signs and ask for signs at all because it shows that you either have no faith or you don't believe Jesus is the Messiah. Well, first of all, that's not true because God gave signs all the way from Genesis to Revelation. So that's just silly. The other part of that is people asking for signs like Gideon were just like going, okay, I'm just trying not to mess this up. Right. What Jesus rebuked was the people asking for a sign to prove he was the Messiah. That's substantially different than asking God, uh, I, I just need to know I'm not doing this dumb. Right. I mean, and that's why what we do is we kind of pour into these rules and these reasonings. And it's like, you know what? Don't do that. Come before the Lord. Be yourself. You know, you don't have to <laughs> you don't have to posture before God. He already knows. <laughs> it's like it's like, you know, I just want you to know I'm not going to look up right now. Now, if you really feel that way, that's fair. But don't do that because you're trying to impress God because he knows you're trying to impress him. So then don't do that. Just tell them what's going on. Share your heart. Share your feelings. One of the things that I see about prayer, and this is a true statement. Some people say, well, people pray to get things changed. Uh, It's maybe better to say that we pray so that God changes us. That might be more accurate. So that we get into a surrender or a a yielded position. It's not that you can't have faith, not that you can't pray, but um, what I'm talking about is coming and yielding and going, Just I'm just trying to get the clarity. I want to know what I'm doing is what you want to do. I think it's a, a very important element for people who are seeking wisdom just to be as earnest and honest as possible. If the Lord grants you a sign, the bigger problem about that is most of the time, like for Israel, they didn't believe it anyway. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all of oh, 
AM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's K-double-A, man, the truth station here in Texas. Here we go. Ready? Here we go. Ready? First trivia question. Here you go. In Matthew chapter 9, who are the disciples to ask to send workers into the harvest field? In Matthew chapter 9, who are the disciples to ask to send workers into the harvest field. Ooh, that's right there, Matthew. You're not going to read it. If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. Let's go ahead and do our DNA, something that's very important, because I found out today an amazing thing is coming next week between Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. I found out there's going to be new news more news than there is right now is coming next week. Thank you very much. <laughs> so we want to be operating in DNA. D stands for draw closer to the Lord. Daily. Daily, which means every single day there is a day. That's the day. Every day you wake up, that's the day you want to draw closer to the Lord. You don't know if the Lord's going to go, this is the last day. That's up to the Lord. So that's the D, the end. Never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. Never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. Doesn't matter how much the, the people who don't know the Lord try to use it or abuse it. Doesn't matter how the false prophets talk about it, false teachers talk about it. You know the word. You're not going to be able to say, well, that person said this. When we stand before the Lord, it's us before the Lord. And he's going to go, well, I gave you my word. We're not going to be able to point somewhere else and go, well, this person said that's not going to matter. And then A, always be ready to serve, to serve, which means that we are ready to serve. We're ready. It's like you wake up going ready. Now, it might take a couple seconds to wake up. And I believe firmly that the redemption and forgiveness is in the blood. But waking up sometimes is in the caffeine. Sometimes you just need to get yourself going. That's normal. But that's the DNA. Draw closer to the Lord daily. Never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. And always be ready to serve. we got somebody calling in. And we are going to send them on through on the trivia. Go ahead and do that. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Knock, knock. I don't know who is this. <laughs> well, unless you uh, changed your name. Back you. <laughs> It's Doctor in Progress Samson. <laughs> How are you, brother? Well, good, and Shabbat Shalom to you. Shabbat Shalom to you. Are you, are you ready to answer the trivia question? Let's do that first. You ready? Yes. Uh, let Let me eat a little, little harvest bread, and I'll give you the answer. <laughs> You're so the so answer bad. is the Lord of the Harvest. That is correct, sir. The answer is the Lord. Which is more than just correct. That's correct with a little Fonzie thrown in it. See, so it's correct mundo. See, see. Yes. There you go. Yeah. Well, by the way, the harvest bread is pretty good. Yep. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. How art thou, my brother? Uh, thou art good. Good. I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad to hear. It. I don't know if you had a chance to hear the show yesterday, but I uh, did have uh, the privilege of becoming a grandpa for the seventh time yesterday. <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah. So there Be it is. And multiply, huh? Yep. Yep. So my, I was talking to Noel about it. So it started with Billy and I, the first two Jewish people who are Christians in our faith. And now we've got 10. Let's see. We've got five adult children and nine grandchildren. And uh, it's just multiplying. <laughs> yes, That's one hey, way to go, uh, church. Yesterday I was talking to our missionary friend, and she said, thank you for praying for her U.S. visa, and please keep praying. You got it. We will absolutely keep them in prayer. And that's an important part is to be praying for not just those missionaries, but almost all missionaries. I pray for the churches that we attend. We attend two different churches. We pray for their missionaries every day because it's hard. It's That's a hard work, right? Yes, that's that's hard. You got to pray for provision and protection. That's those are the two big things for them. Yes. Yeah. So that that's true. They all missionaries need uh, some provision. I know. I was in a mission field for twelve years, so I know how it goes. So. Yep. Yeah. It's a great dependence on the Lord, but it's also a wonderful opportunity. And this is what people forget. Sometimes the Lord allows the opportunity to arise so He can demonstrate His power and strength. That's that's true. That's it, brother. That's well, it. Well, thank you, dear Doctor David. Thank and you. And I, as I always say, that you are better than Doctor Phil. All right, I'm going to stick with that. I'm going to stick with that. I'm going to keep saying that. When people said ask me, I'm going to say, uh, "Samson said I'm better than Doctor Phil." <laughs> yes. You are better than Dr. Phil okay. because you know the Lord. Uh, I don't know if he does or not. I don't know. Yeah. But I know that I know that you know. Amen, brother. And I, I know that you know that I know that you know that I know that you know that I know. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> well, have a blessed, blessed Shabbat and a blessed, blessed weekend. You too. God bless you, bro. God bless. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. <laughs> Is that fun or what? <laughs> you have fun. That's part of it. You might as well smile. You can't be looking at all the things that are going on in the world and just sit there and weep all the time unless you buy stock in Kleenex. Then maybe, you know, because you go through quite a bit of it. All right, let's go back to this text. I want to show you something, and I'm not going to spend a lot of time with it, but it is going to blow your mind. Ready? When God talks about the new covenant, Jeremiah 31, 32, and 33 – He says this, he says, I will put my laws into their minds and write them on their hearts and I will be their God and they will be my people. Hey, here's a brilliant but cool theological concept. The the new covenant is based on Jesus Christ and his sacrifice. Zero question. He is the forever component of the new covenant. Okay. But how is it that the laws are written into our minds and that they're written into our hearts because God writes them there? How does that happen because we receive Jesus Christ by faith? What happens when you receive Jesus Christ by faith? The Holy Spirit comes and takes residency in you and through the Holy Spirit living inside of us, giving to us through the redeeming work of Jesus Christ, carrying on the ministry of Jesus Christ, the laws and in our minds and in our hearts are written. And Jesus said, I'm going to give you the comforter and he will remind you of everything I said. And therefore, everything that we've learned, everything, the truth, all the things that we understand of God are written to us and rewritten to us and rewritten to us in our minds and in our hearts by the power of the Holy Spirit. And the only way that this covenant can be fulfilled is based on the redeeming work of somebody else because we're all 
always falling short and I'm the help with somebody else to keep us active in the covenant because we're always falling short. So now we have a covenant, the new covenant, that's not just sitting on our side, but it's sitting on our side with Jesus. And because the new covenant sits on our side with Jesus and he is the captain of our salvation, we are able to stay in the covenant with God without it falling apart because of our general failures. And what we need to remember or keep in mind is that the way that God situated it or set the whole thing up is, I love you guys. You're wonderful. You're my, you're, I can't wait. To, we'll be having a great time in eternity. Uh, I've already seen what we're going to be doing. Lots of fun. Yeah, that's great. That's great. In the meantime, you need a lot of help to get there. <laughs> that's, that's the ticket. And that's the key, is to understand that the Lord has to help us fulfill our part of it. And he did that by sending Jesus Christ to become one of us, and by our faith in Christ, enabling the Holy Spirit to take residency inside of us. And that's how the new covenant comes about, because then, through the Holy Spirit, because of the declaration and the work of Jesus Christ, he's able to write the laws into our minds and hearts in such a way as that it matters. Matters. And this is the big result of the new covenant. Ready? This is really, it's like one of the coolest things. I'm going to say two things. One thing's just going to really shock you. One, it enables God to be our God. Instead of going after flesh or going after the world, going after the enemy or any other kind of God, it enables us to be uh, surrendered to God and it enables us to be his people. And the twist, I'm going to leave you with this twist, and, and you're just going to have to think about it, is what has happened in theology is the church goes around and goes, oh, well, you know, now Israel, the promised people, this new covenant, has become the church. And that's wrong. Ready? I'm going to just leave you with this. Israel didn't become the church. The church became Israel. That is substantially theologically different. The church is Israel, not the other way around. What? All right, we're going to take a break and then come back for more. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break, top of the hour. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Destroying everyone and everything there. It's Amazing Jennifer, and I'm helping out the David Spoon Experience. As you may know, I basically run the KAAM radio station. Amazing! And Dr. Dave is looking for a few good people to join and become representatives, ambassadors, and stewards of this here radio ministry. Now, you may be thinking, well, I'd love to get involved, but I'm not very qualified for ministerial positions. Well, the truth is that because you are a child of our Heavenly Father, that you trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, and you seek to live by the power of the Holy Spirit, you have all you need to be a part of this ministry. But Jennifer, don't I need to be perfect? (laughs) No. 
Just go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Click on the three lines at the top right of the website and then click on the Ambassadors Initiative link. Just fill out the form and we will reach out to you. But sorry, no parking tickets will be paid for you as an ambassador through this position. You are on your own with that. A big portion of being guided is asking, prayer, when you're praying with people, fellowship, amongst other people, can lead you to guidance. It's happened on more than one occasion for me. Counsel is obviously very good, both spiritual and not necessarily biblical. Also, practical counsel is good. Circumstances often speak to us and give us guidance. Open doors or, for that fact, closed doors. We know his word gives us guidance. We know in 2 Corinthians 2, 13 and 14, Paul said that he used peace of mind as an aspect of guidance. These are all the Holy Spirit leading and guiding us is, of course, the number one element for guidance is to be led by the Spirit, right? These are all hugely important. The David Spoon Experience on God Country, Texas, 770 KAAM. The Christian faith is being attacked. 50 years ago, people would disagree with Christianity, but with a sense of respect. Those days are over. The rage, the flesh, the enemy, and the atmosphere of sin is growing and growing. Jesus said in Matthew 24, the love of many will grow cold. And if it's not the end now, it's certainly a lot closer than it was yesterday. You may be from a Baptist background. David Spoon has that. You may have a Pentecostal background. He has that too. You may have a non-denominational background. Yep, he's got that as well. You may be from the Church of Christ, Presbyterian, Methodist, Church of God, or some other denomination. But if you're looking for a show that's Bible-based, spirit-led, and a bit nutty, give David a listen for a while. If you like it, great. If not, no worries. The David Spoon Experience.